Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Hello, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. This is Dave. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. We know you don't have a busy day. We know you're uh, just trying to survive the silly thing. There are signs, there are glimpses of light at the end of the tunnel, this quarantine thing, but it continues to drag and we need creative, fun people to keep our spirits up. And I have just such a person today. His name is Stuart Beebe. He is a photographer, filmmaker, renaissance man. He is on my show. That's right. Welcome to the show, Stuart. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. My pleasure. My pleasure. I've been poking around his website. By the way, it's Stuart BB Photography. So BB is spelled B-E-E, sorry, B-E-E-B-Y. It's really not that hard to spell. Stuart BB, Stuart, typical spelling with the U, photography.com. Um, see, in America here, uh, I know you weren't born in America, Stuart, or I'm guessing you weren't because of that. You didn't, you didn't uh, pick up that accent from watching Peaky, Peaky Blinders, I don't think. But um, we had a football player named Don Beebe. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he spelled it differently. That's probably what I'm tripping. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, ha- I haven't heard of him. But uh, okay. actually, we're, Beebe, I've spent my entire life spelling my name. Every right. single day I spell my name. I also have to spell my first name, as you correctly pointed out. My first name is spelled UA, yeah. but so many people default to the EWA. Yeah. But, yeah I, every single day I spell my name to somebody. Yeah, first and last name. I can sympathize. I have the most misspelled three-letter last name in the world. It's Y A S. People think it's Y A Z, or who knows what else that where else they go. So, um, just uh, you've been staying creative and staying and, and doing great stuff. Now, typically, I guess your business is traditional photography. You've got wonderful shots here of families and such. But um, right. tell me about the whole portfolio. Sure. Yeah. So as you said, typically, in fact, I really, my niche is really um, uh, business portraits. Headshots. Okay. I actually have a, I, stand yeah, I have a studio here, uh, which is kind of part of our, our home. Um, it's a little studio apartment above our garage. Um, so that, that keeps me busy throughout the year. Business headshots. Um, I have lots of fun meeting great people, uh, acting headshots. Um, you know, I, I meet all sorts of interesting people doing that. Mm-hmm. Then of course, when the, uh, the COVID-19 broke, uh, the studio had to close because, of course, you couldn't have anybody come inside. Um, but during the fall, every year, I do uh, lots of family portraits, actually here in Sudbury and, in fact, around Massachusetts, anybody that uh, wants to have me come and take pictures of their family. Mm. Um, so then, you know, I thought, well, this is a real historic time that we're in at the moment, unprecedented times, and I thought uh, it'd be a great way to – in fact, it was actually two clients of mine uh, independently reached out to me and said – have you thought about offering family photo sessions at people's homes during this time? And I thought, you know, I haven't actually, but what a great 
great idea. And as I thought about it, I thought, well, actually, yeah, it could be fun. And so I, I mean, then, have, have, have zoom lens. We'll travel. I mean, you, you don't need that powerful a zoom lens to shoot people from six feet away. Right. <laughs> correct. That's right. Although I do actually use a, uh, you know, a, a 70 to 200. In fact, I've done a you know, short video on, on, on it actually on my website actually, which shows you, uh, the process that I go through, the tools that I need, uh, including, by the way, a step ladder. Because uh, as yeah. I, I've probably done now, getting on for 50 of these uh, locally uh, and around. Um, so I also then went down to Belmont and uh, out to Med. I've been all, all over the place doing it. Mm. Um, and I found that actually when you get to it, you know, so a rule of portrait photography is it shouldn't really shoot up into somebody's face. You right. should really either be at their level or at least coming down to be more flattering for for somebody's uh, portrait. So of yeah, course, when if you're you, if you, if you, yeah, if you shoot from below, you get the jowls look, right? And people Correct, that's right, <laughs> yeah. a big chin, which is not great for a portrait. Right. So to get often to the same level, I found that if I had a, a stepladder in my car, then at least, you know, those times where a, a, a doorstep is up, raised off the mm-hmm. road, I could at least stand up and get more on their level. So that's worked out really well. Mm. And the feedback's been great. And uh, actually, the it, it's always been quite competitive in a fun way for the families because they're almost trying to outdo each other. It's real fun. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, so I, oh yeah. I've had people that have, um, you know, or families, I should say that have, uh, come to the door with all their pajamas on. I've had, <laughs> you know, full masks. Uh, I've had, uh, oh, by the way, there's a huge puppy boom right now you know, oh, yeah. here in Sudbury. Amazing. How many people have, uh, so I've, I've met some wonderful people and amazingly cute little puppies as well doing this. So, but what I've done is actually it's gone beyond just offering like a doorstep front front porch session, you know, because once we do that, I then stay around and, you know, do other portraits around the yard and perhaps of their dogs and maybe updated portraits of their children. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just a front step photo. It's, it's like a, a true mini session. Um, so it, yeah, it must yeah. be quite a trip because you have the distinction of, of seeing a lot of people, and still doing your job safely when most people don't do that. Most people are seeing at most a small circle of, of, of friends. And yeah. um, I know what you said about the dog is couldn't be truer because the dogs are the big winners in this. The dogs are having the times of their life. And, and I know that I, I've, you know, I've heard a lot of kennels are, are selling out or, or in other words, um, mm. people are doing the rescue dog thing and, yeah, the dogs get constant attention because uh, everybody's home. The dogs are thinking, why, are, why is everybody home all the time now? This is great. They're going to be disappointed yeah. when, uh, when things change, I guess. So, I know. I know. Yeah. So, uh, so on that, by the way, I, the, the, one of my favorites I've done so far, the family, wonderful family, uh, they actually had chickens in their shots as well. <laughs> so, so, yeah. yeah. They had cats, chickens, and dogs in their uh, front porch. It was just so fun. They, they were a great family. That's uh, the McDonald family, right? Old McDonald. Oh God, <laughs> bad joke, bad joke. Um, so, Stuart, you also got into video, and in a moment, we're gonna sh- we're gonna play a brief clip so you can get at least a taste of what you're working on. But tell us about this uh, short film. So, yeah, as as uh, COVID nineteen, uh, the news of it broke, um, and as people started to realize the seriousness of it. Um, I first of all, I'm, I'm actually a, um, on the, one of the board members of our local chamber of commerce, so I know a lot of businesses, I know a lot of people within our town. So I independently reached out to a lot of businesses, um, you know, restaurateurs, uh, and actually even home-based businesses as well, people that run their services from home. Which of course then that all became 
you know, not possible to do. And so I thought, well, look, this is a great thing to document um, and just sort of make a, it was a project, I've been wanting to work on a project, like a, you know, um, a personal project for a while around sort of making something quite cinematic. And I thought this was a perfect opportunity to do that. You know, it was a great kind of story line in which to create something for the town. You know, it was literally, I just did it off my own back. I kind of thought up of a, a storyline around it. And um, yeah, I, I created this film and it was, um, it was really uh, great to do. It's a great learning process for me, but also I, um, you know, I just, uh, it was something I wanted to do to give back to the town and it's had sure. a, actually overwhelming feedback for, from the town. So let's listen to a little bit of it. So you, is it only, it's just titled, uh, you need a fancier title here, Stuart, I think, Coronavirus 19 Outbreak, you know. Uh, you're right, I do, actually. That's, that's one thing. I, I, yeah, perhaps, perhaps you can help me out with the title there, because you're right. Okay. It's, not, um, it's okay. not very original there. I do struggle a little bit with the So if you, um, yeah. Well, you're a photographer. You're not a writer for crying out loud. But let's, let's, uh, let's listen to a little bit of this. And, Stuart, you can narrate if necessary, but I think a lot of it speaks for itself. Here we go. We got Stuart loading his gear. This was kind of the start of the journey, essentially. Here's a look at the latest coronavirus numbers. The U.S. has more than 26,000 confirmed cases. That is a 1,000% increase since Friday. The reported number of people killed by the virus is almost 350 in more than 30 states. Now, globally, there are more than 316,000 confirmed coronavirus cases and more than 13,000 deaths. According to Johns Hopkins University, Italy, Iran, and the United States all reported soaring. And you got some nice drone, you did these drone shots, I take it, right? We'll talk about yeah. that as well. Two weeks prior to making this documentary, the historic Wayside Inn area in Sudbury was buzzing with activity as scores of film cast and crew descended on the town to make a new movie starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But as news of COVID-19 spread rapidly across the US, filming came to an abrupt end, and now everyone's gone. Sudbury has since closed all schools and public buildings, so I caught up with the chairman of Sudbury Select Board, Dan Carty, to hear what he had to say. I mean, just earlier this week, we declared a state of emergency in the town of Sudbury. Uh, state of emergency, it does not mean it's a time for panic. It's a time for concern, no doubt. Uh, the state of emergency actually gives us a little flexibility as a town as far as what we can do with spending money if we have to, closing public buildings and such. Uh, I think people probably know by now a lot of the town buildings are closed to the public. Uh, and that is, you know, just like everything else we're doing right now, in the interest of trying to protect everybody and uh, keep, uh, keep the public safe. Local stores and restaurants are now under increasing pressure to take steps to protect staff and customers from the further spreading of the coronavirus. So I asked Bill Murphy, Director of Public Health, what he was asking of local business. Try to maintain that social uh, distancing. If you can accommodate that and maintain your business open, uh, we certainly don't have a problem with, with the business staying open. But if you can't accommodate adequate separation of at least six feet or you can't avoid large gatherings, then the business really should consider closing for a period of time until we get a better understanding of the surge of what's going to happen. Well, that's a pretty good taste of it. That It's wonderfully shot, Stuart. I'll, I'll say that. You, you Tell me about, uh, first off, the even though it's just a technical thing, but the, the drone footage is really spectacular. Have you been doing that for a while? Yeah. So I've been a hobbyist drone um, flyer for a little while. Um, 
but actually when we all got locked down i thought yeah i i'm better i can't sit still i have to do something so <laughs> right. um, so i just can't, i can't just sit in front of the seat so i decided that i would actually you know really i'd already started studying for the um the uh, the drone accreditation the faa accreditation to become a commercial drone pilot you know right. unmanned pilot and uh, when we got locked down i thought that was number one on the list to get that done study hard and get the test done and actually just uh, four weeks ago I uh, did the test and I, I passed and I, I'm now uh, officially accredited drone pilot. So I can now fly that. Um, so I've always, unmanned. I've always wondered that. So the, the, I mean, you can go to Walmart, you could probably even go today to Walmart and buy a drone, but, but what's the distinction with the light? What do you need the license to do? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So mm-hmm. as anybody can go and pick up a, a drone and fly mm-hmm. it as a hobbyist, okay. okay yeah. uh, but you can't, you can't sell any images you can't um, you know either film or so you couldn't go and work for somebody somebody couldn't hire you to say can you take a picture of my home or you know like a realtor for example if they're selling a home they can't hire anybody that isn't approved uh, because in fact the fines are huge and Mm. in fact they're they're higher even higher for the person that's hiring you okay so if the realtor was to hire a hobbyist to take pictures or film of a property they put the market it's actually the realtor that would actually get the heavier fine Hmm. um so um so beware so, drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah the drones that we don't realize people tend to think nobody owns the air right so i can do whatever i want up there in the air but it's actually well, not the case i remember the, the kid that got in a lot of trouble for flying a drone into fenway park during a game a couple summers ago <laughs> you, you can't well, do actually, that yeah there was also a case in um in england actually in one of the london airports in gatwick airport there was a big security uh threat there because hmm. there was some some hobbies so actually on that, uh, as a hobbyist as well, you cannot fly five miles within any airport at all with a, a drone under a hobbyist um, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. not a license. But, if you, but whereas the a big part of the test is really understanding um, charts, sectional charts, mm-hmm. um, aeronautical charts. So you understand where the uh, you know, air traffic. So that's a big part of the um, the mm-hmm. education that you go through and the testing you go through. So I now know, you know, where I can fly safely and legally within, you know, fairly close to an airport because I understand the, uh, sure. the air traffic. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, well, check out his YouTube channel. And again, it's Stuart BB Stuart with a U in BBBEBY. So um, otherwise, um, so it seems like you found creative ways to keep your, your business going. Is, is that the case? Will, will things change for you in the future or will things get back to normal as far as your, your photography? You know, what? I'm having such um, a good time right now uh unusually you know the truth is when when this all hit covid19 hit i it kind of i was feeling a bit down and low because i thought oh how can i carry it you know because i love my work i just love photography i love creating video and i thought you know how long is it going to be before i can get back out and do this stuff so when i found this kind of way where you know there was a real demand and a, and a need and also having fun mm-hmm. uh, about going out and creating photos and as i hinted earlier there's a real almost like a people want to outdo each other. So I, I hope that it will continue. And perhaps this is something that will continue, through, not not the this COVID-19, of course, but I hope the fact that people want to have more photos at their home is mm-hmm. going to continue. For sure. Um, yeah, I think I, so. I really do, you and I have a, have actually a similar challenge in that, that um, Boston Podcast Network, we have studios in Westwood, Mass, and you have a studio in Sudbury. And, you know, we welcome people in and and we've been doing everything remote since we started um from the very beginning but it's a lot more fun to come in and do it in person 
you found a way to still do it in person with with the keeping within the social distancing and we're actually wrestling with that as well we have a, a setup in our studio where we could have people behind a glass door um i hope it all gets back completely to normal of course but it's good that um you're still flexing your creative muscles like like we are here i found myself making some videos um recently just for fun for family for for my brother had a birthday i created a video for him my my buddy max had a birthday i recreated a scene from a few good men i played both nicholson and cruz in the video it's just you know, just a matter of editing and you know some bad acting but um has that so once you once you realize there was a, a way to continue feeding that creative beast it sounds like you've been getting along well absolutely I've, like i say it's actually allowed me to think more creatively as well i think the truth is and perhaps a lot of photographers find this as well is when you do something day in day out you know you start to lose it becomes you know i still enjoy i love what i do you know that's why i became a photographer because i absolutely love it and i'll hopefully never stop doing it um but you know when you do something day in day out for example headshots even though i enjoy that and i enjoy the social interaction with people um you know it can become like a day job essentially right, right. so so, that, so what this has allowed me to do is just, as you say, flex the creative muscles and sort of, you know, just do something different. You know, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I'm somebody that just enjoys variety. Yeah. Um, and, and just have fun. And as long as I'm, you know, having fun and people are having fun doing what they're doing, then I'm, I'm a very happy person. I take it uh, you, you do hail from the UK. What, what part? So originally from, from Dover uh, okay. in, in Kent. Um, yeah. And hello to everybody at Dover and Kent. Hopefully, uh, don't <laughs> yes. tune in to, to watch this. Uh, yes, our podcast yeah, actually, does reach yeah, London. Um, yes, and yeah. Dover. So, <laughs> funny actually. Uh, just just recently, another thing that I have been done, which we haven't talked about yet, yeah. is I've just started going out and doing. So, I used to be a DJ. Uh, well, kind of semi-professional DJ. Uh, yeah, mixing uh, yeah, music, uh, dance music. Nice. And I, I still have all my vinyl and, and records all down, and all my equipment downstairs in our basement and our little bar downstairs and frankly i hadn't touched it for probably two years i just you know, really didn't have any need to do it and you know like i say all my focus and energy was really into making you know film and and also taking pictures so then when this all happened i thought well actually that's a why don't, why don't i just go out and do a facebook live broadcast yeah. and, uh, and connect with all of my old friends and family and uh and that's been really fun. So actually, I've been doing a, um, a a little show of my own actually every Saturday afternoon here in the US at four o'clock. It goes out at nine o'clock, obviously because of the time difference in mm. the UK. Uh, and but, but it's been wonderful. It, it really for, for anything else, just really connecting with some old great friends that, um, and just having them on the chat and and just be able to connect with them um, has been just amazing. I've that, really appreciated everybody kind of tuning into that. And, that's great. And is that on, do you have a Facebook page for your, your business? I, or? I have a, yeah, I have I actually, I created a little group. Um, I didn't want to kind of go out, um, you know, broadcast wide over Facebook, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I've got you know, a lot of friends. Yeah, I, I, what I did, I, I set up a little group and I invited people that I thought, you know, this is not to go against any, anybody else. I'm friends with mm-hmm. on Facebook, but I, thought, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. invite people that I thought that, you know, would probably appreciate kind of that, you know, what I'm doing in terms of, you know, the, the music I'm playing. Cause it's not everybody's taste. No, I, I just thought, you yeah. know, and I, just, I also, <laughs> and the truth is, cause I'm, I was pretty rusty at DJing as well. I didn't want to go out and make a complete fool of myself. So mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of sent initially the invites to people that I, you know, trusted and that I could, um, you know, trust and, and give me some, um, 
a little chance to uh, get back to scratch again, if you like. Let's uh, get back to scratch. Yeah, I never scratched. I was a DJ for a few years. <laughs> I, I did. I was more of a party DJ, weddings and such, and never, never with the vinyl. Although I've got a vinyl collection from back in the day. But I'll give yeah. you, I'll give you one funny sort of related story you're talking about you know sharing music with your friends at, during this period and finding creative ways to do it every sunday night my extended family and i we do a call and uh, i call it the o'neill family shenanigans happy hour or something i don't know but it's it's cousins it's kids it's it's my parents it's aunts uncles it's people ranging from you know 12 years old to almost 80 so it's really nice and we we try to have some kind of an agenda a loose agenda at least so we're not just sitting there staring at each other we have you know share videos or trivia or something like that it started this tradition of during the last five minutes of the call whoever was the most valuable player of the call gets to pick a song I cue up the song, I crank it up, and we have a dance-off. And so you're just looking at all these boxes, and people are getting creative and dancing yeah. you know, in funny ways. So from my DJ days, I had a smoke machine. So I figured oh, yeah. this will be funny. I'll, I'll you know, pump a little smoke up, and now it looks like I'm in a disco. So I do that, and then about 90 seconds into the song, the smoke alarm goes off in my apartment, and like really loud, <laughs> really loud. And, and then not only that, it, then it does the thing where you hear a, a human voice go, evacuate, evacuate. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, my God, I am screwed. And so I panicked. I hit the mute button on the Zoom call which immediately kills kills the music. Like I, I just wanted to kill the, the the alarm sound. I killed the music too. I run off. I'm I'm waving towels around to try to get this. Eventually, it got it stopped. But when I got back to and sat down in front of my computer, everyone was like, "Dave, what the hell just happened?" So, um, so you know, DJ responsibly, kids. Um, we've got uh, yeah. But, but, but just, you just uh, remind me that, yeah. that actually happened to me. In I was actually was. I wasn't really a wedding DJ, but a good friend of mine got married, and that same thing happened to me during a wedding a what, yeah. uh, event. All throw, yeah, and the yeah, I let off some smoke, um, and the alarm went off in the place, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, it was not good. I'm no, um, you know, ammunition or or what would the word be? I'm no combustibles expert, but. <laughs> I, I kind of thought that when they sell you the smoke machine, it's not real smoke. And, it, you know, it's it's some kind of powder or something. But, no, it, it is smoke that will set off an alarm for sure. So beware. Beware. <laughs> it is. Um, we've, it got, is. we've got yeah. a few minutes left. And I think we have time to, for, because you, you were telling me a tale of a different film that you've posted on your YouTube channel, Stuart. I'm going to try to call it up. And you uh, you wanted to teach your, your son – how to make sausage rolls tell us about that well okay so actually um the the, uh the, the video actually was uh co-produced with, with, with both me and my son right. uh my son okay. is uh almost 12 this year and he actually knows how to make these things and here we are at the start here okay um, uh, and So far, so far, you're eating sausage rolls and laughing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Oliver. And I'm Stuart. When we moved here to the U.S. from England five years ago, one thing we missed was sausage rolls. So we thought it would be a great idea to bring you a very simple six-step recipe to this British classic. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, Oliver, so uh, we just washed our hands, and we're going to talk through now what ingredients we need to make around about 12 uh, bite-sized sausage rolls. So what do we need? So we're going to need some puff pastry, flour, sausage meat, 
an egg, salt and pepper, and some sage. Nice, okay. So with the puff pastry, it's fair to say that yes, you can make your own puff pastry, but we will make this really simple. So we recommend getting the, uh, the pre-bought puff pastry, <laughs> which comes in a packet. It comes frozen, you defrost it. And first step is yep. to- Chiron says we suck at making puff pastry. So this is this is pro- we we if you uh, our listeners if you want to learn how to make sausage rolls just go to Stuart Beebe's um, YouTube channel which you can search just yeah. easily but that's but your son is precious he's he's he looks so cool he's he's got how, how old is your son so he's gonna be twelve this year and yeah he's he's awesome he he actually um we got him into uh, like you know, acting and being on the stage probably from uh, age four. And so he's very confident uh, in front of a camera and probably more than me is very natural. He seems uh, like, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was a sun, it was a wet Sunday afternoon back a few couple of months ago. And I thought, you know what, let's, why don't we show everybody how to make these sausage rolls? Because whenever we go to a party, it, it's, it, people laugh at us now, whenever we get invited to a party with friends locally here, the appetizers that we all bring with us are sausage rolls. So, um, uh, but Everybody loves them, uh, and I just cannot believe that you, know, you just can't get them here. Openly. So how are they? How are they different? How are they different from pigs in a blanket, or are they? Right, great question. So, yep. so actually, a pig in a blanket is similar kind of idea, but they're like little. Um, they're almost like little hot dogs, aren't they? Pigs in blanket. Right, that's true. They're, they're not. They're not sausages. They're hot dogs. You're right. Right, right. So, so whereas we we just just swap that out for um, you know sausage meat, mix a bit of sage. Some people put a little bit of onion in there as well, mm-hmm. um, but. Trust me, they are absolutely gorgeous, and I really recommend anybody trying them out. And yeah, check out the uh, the channel there. It's a very easy um, recipe to do, and everybody that's tried them loves them. And uh, so, I'd be yeah. remiss if I didn't bring. We we were chatting about this before uh, we started recording, Stuart and I. But I knew that sausage rolls was a phenomenon distinct to <laughs> to England because on this music podcast that I do, Past Tens, we discovered that when we were doing a deep dive on the song I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett that someone had uh, playfully ripped off I Love Rock and Roll with a song called I Love Sausage Rolls, which actually hit number one in the UK. I'll, just some random family. I'll play a little bit of the song now. I never even I never even heard that before until you mentioned that. But yeah, I, I, I have to check it out. That's amazing. Yeah, I, but we do. <laughs> you do love sausage rolls. The, the, this fam I don't know who this family is that that created this song, but it's actually one of the more endearing videos you'll ever watch they've got they've, they're in some recording studio and they've got their two kids and they've got a big pile of sausage rolls and they're singing about sausage rolls and it's just very cute um so uh before we go we are up against the clock a little bit here but we will play a quick session of good stuff where both Stuart and i recommend something good to keep you going through this pandemic before we get there i just want to tell you about what we do here at the boston podcast network how would you like your own podcast well you can have one you can be the next big podcast star just go to pod617.com to get started, and we will send you out a quality USB microphone, not the crappy kind, real good one. We'll send that to you on the house if you want to work with us and let us produce your 
podcast. Also, if you want to be a guest on this show, no strings attached, no fee. People that are uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, restaurant owners, people that want to keep the word out about what they do, we'll have them on this show to do a small part to help market their services. Just email me, david at pod617.com. We'll get you on this show. All right. We got time for an edition of Good Stuff. That's the good stuff. Well, we already know about sausage rolls, although we may not know how to make them yet. We need to go to your YouTube channel. But uh, any any other suggestions, tips that uh, you could give our listeners, Stuart, for really anything that's helped you sort of gut, gut through this period? Okay, so, uh, well, I think we've all done the uh, the Ozarks uh, series, right, by now? Um, oh, yeah. And probably the uh, the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. There were two. I, I'm, I don't really watch a lot of TV or I'm not really into movies that much, but there's, I mean, the, the Tiger King was just, you know, crazy and outstanding it was good uh, i'm sure i'm i'm sure people have, uh, have seen that now but perhaps it's a little cliche also the ozarks uh, the series three there was was awesome and amazing yep gripping dark but awesome um sausage rolls for sure we <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely on sausage rolls. who is your who is um, your fa- Stuart? who is your favorite on ozark did you have a favorite character well, I mean, Jason Bateman's been amazing through that. I think so it was good. his show, right? I think he actually even, you know, I think he was behind all that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he's but, be- he's become yeah. a Renaissance guy. He is he's terrific. So um, amazing, yeah, real amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also uh, the, the I mean, there's some great, very strong characters in there. But uh, Wendy, you know, his wife as well, sure. she's awesome as well, isn't she? Sure, amazing. So uh, yeah, but you know, hats off to to all those guys. It's been a real gripping show. Hey, I tell you another thing. Actually, I really uh, enjoy watching. Um, mm-hmm. And you think that I'd be really into this, but The Crown. Have you ever seen? Did you ever yeah. watch The Crown? On love that, it. I mean, as as that's evolved as well. Now we're getting. In, you know, I, I just can't wait for the next one because mm-hmm. we're now getting into the time where you know I was. I mean, I'm what, almost what, what, almost fifty. Well, getting on for fifty. Uh, I'm forty eight this year all right so you're, I, you're, young, getting... you're younger than me rub it in why don't you nice. <laughs> <laughs> but the the crown now started bringing in um at the time of uh when i was you know when i was little um so mm-hmm. you can really start to relate to uh to that um so that fascinating um series and i'm very much looking forward to the next one of those I'll, I'll piggyback on that if you haven't watched the crown and you're like me and you were brought up on like you know action movies and die hard and things like that and you figure the crown is too um, I don't know, cerebral or kind of wussy for you. It's not. It's it's a fantastic oh, no. show. And if you, even if you you have you are the slightest of a history buff, you will get into it. Because what right. I found is I found myself watching an episode and then going back on the internet and kind of reading about how it really happened. I mean, it is pretty historically accurate from what I understand. John Lithgow playing um, Winston Churchill is is just uh, fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah, he's great. Um, there's one, there's, there's a, I mean, there was one episode about this, um, land, would you call it a landslide? Do you know what I'm talking about? When the, yeah, I, was, yeah, that was in, yeah. So that was before, you know, I don't know how, how old you are, but yeah, that was before, certainly before me, but, uh, yeah, you know, actually I didn't really know about that until me I neither. watched the crown and like, you know, and it was tragic and yep. so awful. Um, but, um, yeah, and it was amazing. The, the Queens and the Royal family's response to that whole, tragic episode out yeah. in wales so it was a, it was a, actually a coal mine that right. like a landslide it was like right. it just literally covered the entire town and it was just oh the yeah children, yeah it was, oh, and it's presented it's presented mm-hmm. just dramatically just so compelling because yeah. you, you see these kids in the school 
and there's this you know enormous yeah. enormous you know sort of mountain of essentially just of, of dirt that was unstable unbeknownst to them i guess and um and it was tragic but to see it they depicted it really well and very sympathetic oh, and yeah. really great um i'll mention very a sh- powerful. yeah exactly I'll, uh, for my uh, good stuff, I'll mention two things. One, if you haven't seen the show called The Outsider on HBO, that's a Jason Bateman production. He is in the show. He produced the show. It's a little on the supernatural side, so don't get, don't get too uh, weirded out by it. But it's, it's, even if you're not into that kind of, uh, I don't know, Ghostbusters stuff, it's, it's, still, it's still really well acted. And that's, um, there's one season of that out on HBO. And then I just noticed that I can't officially review it yet because I haven't seen it yet, but Homecoming, there's a show called Homecoming, not to be confused with Homeland, but it's called Homecoming. It was with Julia Roberts. If you haven't seen season one of that, it's fantastic. And it's coming back for season two. And I think uh, Janelle Monet is involved. That's all the info I have, people. It's a teaser on a future edition of the Boston Podcast. I will give you my review. It's called The, it's called the, outsider. the outsider, outsider. is the, the Outsider is the Jason Bateman one. And then... Um, the other one I mentioned is called uh, Homecoming, which season one with Julia Roberts is, and many others is um, is fantastic. Well, this has been fun. We could go on all day, Stuart, but uh, we, we can't. You don't. Uh, I usually like to say you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, but you have to stay home. Everyone has to stay home. <laughs> but again, it was great. It was my day was brightened by talking to Stuart BB again. Go to his website, Stuart BB Photography. Stuart with a U and BB B E E B Y. It's just hard to say. Um, <laughs> Stuart, I hope you had fun. It's not. It's easy. To, no, it's easy to say, but it's difficult to spell. And like I say, I've spent my entire life spelling it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, David, I just want to say this has been a, a blast, and uh, you know, it, this is certainly uh, something I'm going to hopefully uh, recommend people kind of tune into your podcast. Please You're don't. awesome and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, and, and hopefully I want to get a nice UK contingency. We'll, we'll oh, I love it. Start. We, yeah, and, we, uh, and, we do have some listeners in the UK, but I, I can always, I can always, uh, always room for another mate. You know, I mean, you can't have enough mates, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, no, it's been real fun. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk on your show, and uh, yeah, and yeah, be well and be safe, everybody. Thank you, Stuart. Well put. Well put. Please do subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you like it, hit the share button. Share it with a friend or a colleague. If you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com. We'll get you started. A lot of intro packages. Every budget, we can do it. And if you want to be on this show, David at pod617.com. On behalf of Stuart Beebe from Stuart Beebe Photography, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. Get out there. Take some pictures or something. Let me do it. Well, let's do it, do it better. <laughs>